Welcome to Storytime with Dad. Today, we will be reading Snow White. One winter day, when snowflakes were falling, a queen sat at her open bedroom window sewing a tapestry on a frame made of black ebony. She accidentally pricked her finger with a needle, and three drops of blood fell upon the snow. The red drops looked so beautiful against the white snow that she said, I wish I might have a child as white as snow, as red as blood, and as black as ebony. A year later her wish came true. The queen gave birth to a daughter whose skin was white as snow, and whose cheeks were red as blood, and whose hair was black as ebony. The queen named the child Snow White. But the queen died, and a year passed before the king took a second wife. This new queen was very beautiful, but she was also very proud. She could not bear to think that anyone might be as beautiful as she. Now, this queen's most prized possession was a magic mirror. Every day she stepped in front of it to look at herself and say, Mirror, mirror on the wall, who is the fairest of them all? And the mirror always replied, Fair queen, you are the fairest of them all. These words made the proud queen very happy, for she knew the mirror would speak only the truth. As time passed, Snow White grew up. Every day, the girl became more beautiful. One morning, when the queen stepped in front of her mirror and asked, Mirror, mirror on the wall, who is the fairest of them all? The mirror replied, Queen, you are very fair, tis true, but Snow White is a thousand times fairer than you. When the queen heard that, she turned pale with rage and envy. From that moment on, she could not think of Snow White without feeling a bitter pang in her heart. Day by day, her hatred grew until it gave her no peace. At last, she called her huntsman to her and said, Take the child deep into the forest, for I never want to see her again. I must be the fairest in the land. So the huntsman led Snow White deep into the forest. The deeper they went, the more she got afraid when she decided to run away, and she escaped the huntsman. Now she found herself alone in the great, dark, snowy forest, away from her family. She stared up at the branches on the trees and wondered what would become of her. As night began to fall, she grew afraid and ran through the forest, over sharp stones and past thorny brambles. Wild beasts sprang out at her, but she came to no harm. At last, she spied lights shining through the trees, and following them she came upon a tiny cottage. Inside, everything was unusually small and wonderfully clean. There was a long little table covered with a clean white cloth. It was set with seven little plates, spoons, knives, and cups. Against one wall stood seven little beds all in a row, covered with snow-white sheets. Snow White was very hungry and thirsty by now. So she ate one bite of bread from each plate and took one sip of wine from each cup, for she did not want to take everything for one setting. Then wearily she laid down on one of the beds and fell fast asleep. Later that night, the owners of the cottage came marching in. They were seven dwarves who spent their days digging in the mountains for gold. They saw at once that someone had been in their cottage, and there she was, asleep on one of their beds. How beautiful she is, they all cried at once. They were so touched by the child's beauty that they could not bring themselves to wake her. 
The next day, when Snow White awoke, she saw the seven dwarves standing around her bed. At first, she was frightened, but they greeted her kindly. What is your name? one of them asked. Uh, uh, Snow White, she replied. The dwarves asked her how she came to be in their cottage. She told them how her stepmother had ordered the huntsman to take her into the forest, and how she had escaped. When the dwarves heard all of this, they said, If you wish, you may stay with us and keep our house. You can cook, make the beds, and wash our dishes. And if you keep everything neat and clean, we will take good care of you. Oh, I would really like that, Snow White smiled. So every morning, the seven dwarves went off into the mountains to dig for gold, and Snow White waved goodbye to them from the cottage door. When the dwarves returned each evening, Snow White had cleaned the cottage and fixed a wonderful supper. Since Snow White spent her days alone in the cottage, the dwarves warned her to beware of her stepmother. Be careful and do not let anyone in, they told her. Your stepmother will soon find out where you are and come after you. Believing that Snow White was gone, the Wicked Queen had not bothered to look into her magic mirror in some time. But at that very moment, she decided to step in front of it and ask, Mirror, mirror on the wall, who is the fairest of them all? And the mirror replied, Queen, you are very fair, tis true, but over the mountains and through the woods, in the cottage where the seven dwarves stay, Snow White is a thousand times more fair. When she heard that, the queen was livid. Her mirror would never lie to her. She knew that the huntsman had deceived her and Snow White was still alive. Late into the night, she schemed how she might take care of the child so that she could once again be the most beautiful in the land. At last, she came up with a plan. She smeared her face with brown paint and dressed herself in the clothes of an old peddler. Disguised this way, she headed out over the mountains and through the forest to the cottage of the seven dwarves. Find wares for sale, she cried beneath the cottage window until Snow White peered out. Good day, my good woman, Snow White said. What do you have? Laces of all colors, murmured the wicked queen. Have a look. She held out a brightly colored silk lace. Surely I can let in this old peddler, Snow White thought. She opened the door and took the pretty lace. Ah, come here and let me lace you properly, said the queen. Snow White obediently turned around and let the peddler tie the lace in her belt. The queen laced her up so quickly and so tightly that Snow White could not breathe. She fell to the ground in a faint. <laughs> now it's over for you, my pretty one, the queen sneered and hurried back to her palace. When the seven dwarves returned that evening, they found their beautiful Snow White lying still and pale on the floor. When they lifted her up, they could see that her belt had been laced too tightly. Quickly, they undid the lace, and little by little, Snow White began to breathe again. When she was able to speak, she told the dwarves what had happened. That peddler was your wicked stepmother, they told her. Now you know you must be even more on guard and let no one into the cottage when we are away. As soon as the wicked queen was home, she rushed to her mirror and asked, Mirror, mirror on the wall, who is the fairest of them all? And the mirror replied, Queen, you are very fair, tis true, 
But over the mountains and through the woods, in the cottage where the seven dwarves are, Snow White is a thousand times fairer than you. When the queen heard that, her heart beat as if it would burst, for she knew that Snow White was still alive. All that night and the next day, the queen thought long and hard to devise a better plan to take care of her rival. She finally decided to make a poisoned comb. Disguising herself as another old peddler, she set out for the seven dwarves' cottage. When she arrived, she knocked on the door and cried out, Beautiful combs for sale! Snow White peered out the window. You had better go on your way, good woman, she said. I may not let anyone in. But you can look at least, can't you? The wicked queen said, holding out the poisoned comb. It glinted so prettily in the light that Snow White couldn't help herself. She opened the door and let the woman in. When the girl had agreed to buy the comb, the peddler said, Now, let me place the comb properly in your hair. Snow White, suspecting nothing, bent her head over. But as soon as the comb was in her hair, the poison began to work, and she fell straight to the ground. <laughs> now your beauty is nothing, cried the wicked queen, and with that she returned to her palace. The sun was setting when the seven dwarves came marching home. Horrified, they found Snow White lying on the cottage floor. They knew at once that it was the wicked queen's doing. Terribly afraid, they examined her carefully and found the poisoned comb. They pulled it from her hair, and within moments Snow White began to breathe again. When she told them what had happened, they warned her even more strongly that she must be careful and not open the door to anyone. Meanwhile, back in her chamber, the wicked queen stepped before her magic mirror and said, Mirror, mirror on the wall! is the fairest of them all. And it replied as it had before. Queen, you are very fair, tis true, but over the mountains and through the woods, at the cottage where the seven dwarves dwell, Snow White is still a thousand times more fair than you. When she heard that, the queen couldn't contain her rage. Shaking violently and stomping her foot, she swore that she would find a way to take care of Snow White. This time, she went into a secret room in the heart of her palace, and there she prepared a poison apple. This rosy apple looked so fresh that whoever saw it could not help but crave a bite. When her work was done, the wicked queen disguised herself as an old farm woman and set out once more for the cottage of the seven dwarves. When she arrived at the cottage, Snow White said to her firmly, You had best be on your way, my good woman. The seven dwarves have forbidden me to let anyone in. But you need not open the door, the wicked queen told her. I only wish to sell my apples. Here, let me give you one. No, thank you, Snow White replied. I dare not take it. What are you afraid of? asked the wicked queen. <clears throat> you don't think I'd poison you, do you? Look, I'll share the apple with you. I'll have one half and you have the other. However, the wicked queen had made the apple with such skill that only one half was poisoned. When Snow White saw the farm woman bite into the beautiful apple, her mouth began to water. She put out her hand and accepted the poisoned half. But no sooner had she taken the first bite 
that she fell to the ground. The wicked queen began to laugh. <laughs> White as snow, red as blood, and black as ebony, she crooned. This time, even the seven dwarves cannot save you. At home, again before her mirror, she asked, Mirror, mirror on the wall, who is the fairest of them all? And the mirror replied, Queen, there is none as fair as you. The queen smiled and was finally at peace. Well, as much peace as a jealous heart can ever be at. When the dwarves came home that evening, they found Snow White on the floor again. They held a mirror to her lips, but no breath fogged the glass. They lifted her up and searched her for a poisoned object. They unlaced her stays and combed her hair and even washed her face with water and wine, but nothing they did would bring her back to life. She was truly gone this time. The dwarves cried and cried, and when it came time to say their final goodbye, they couldn't do so. Instead, they built her a case of glass so that she could still be seen by all the living creatures of the world. When it was finished, they gently laid her inside. Across the top, they engraved her name in gold letters and wrote that she was the daughter of a king. Then, they carried the glass up to the mountain, and one of them always kept watch over it. For many, many years, Snow White lay in the glass box. Yet, strangely, she remained as fresh and lovely as if she were still alive. One day, a king's son randomly stumbled upon the seven dwarves' cottage. Looking up the mountain, he saw the glass box glittering in the sun, and he rode up to have a look at it. When he saw the beautiful Snow White and read the gold letters, he went to the dwarves and said, Please, good men, let me see this girl in the glass box. I will give you whatever you ask. But the dwarves refused. We would not give her up for all the gold and jewels in the world, they said. Then give her to me as a present, pleaded the prince, for I cannot live without looking on her. I promise to love her and cherish her as the person dearest in the world to me. When he said that, the seven dwarves took pity on him and agreed that he could take Snow White. The prince ordered his servants to lift the box onto their shoulders and carry it to his palace. On the way, one of the servants tripped over a thorny bramble and let the box fall to the ground where it broke open. At that same moment, the piece of poisoned apple flew out of Snow White's throat, and with a start she opened her eyes. Where am I? She gasped, sitting up. The prince replied with joy. You are with me, and here I wish to stay with you forever. He told her what had happened and who he was. Then he asked her to be his wife and come live with him at his father's castle. Snow White, who had fallen in love with the kind prince on sight, gave him her hand. Their wedding feast was soon announced, and the wicked stepmother was invited to the celebration. Little did she know that it was Snow White's wedding she was dressing for in her finest gown of gold and silver. Before she left, she stepped in front of her magic mirror and asked, Mirror, mirror on the wall. Who is the fairest of them all? And the mirror replied, Queen, you are very fair, tis true, but the young princess is a thousand times fairer than you. When the wicked queen heard that, a chill passed through her.
She was terribly afraid. She did not even want to attend the wedding. In the end, she couldn't stay away. She would have no peace until she'd seen this young queen whom her magic mirror had declared the most beautiful of all. When she arrived at the prince's palace, she recognized Snow White at once. As she set eyes on the girl, all the hate in her evil heart swelled until, in a fit of passion, it burst, and she fell down. With no one to wish them harm in the world, Snow White and her prince lived happily ever after. The End Snow White is one of Grimm's fairy tales first published back in 1812. It's absolutely filled with symbology and layers of meaning, so there are probably a lot of lessons that we can take from the story. However, there is one that really stands out to me above all others. Snow White makes plenty of mistakes throughout the story, but one thing she consistently shows is courage. When she's taken into the woods by the huntsman, she becomes afraid. She doesn't just continue to walk through the woods, though. She summons enough courage inside herself to run for it, and she escapes. Later, she sees the wicked queen in disguises, and despite the warnings of the dwarves, she feels confident enough to bend the rules a little bit and accept whatever seemingly safe thing is offered to her. Now, let's be clear, those were absolutely terrible decisions by Snow White. But, Snow White is easy to admire because even though she has reason to be afraid of the queen, she lives her life anyways. That's a lesson I'm going to take with me from the story. Being afraid is okay. Everyone gets afraid sometimes, even myself. However, fear is just a feeling that we have. Courage is a decision that we make. Showing courage just means taking action even though we're afraid. So when you ask a question, even if others might laugh at you, that's courage. When you answer a question wrong in class, at least you answered it, that's courage. I hope you never allow fear to make decisions for you. Always make the decisions yourself. If you enjoy these stories, please send me some feedback and give Storytime with Dad a positive rating. Also, if there's a story you want me to read, send an email to hello at Storytime with Dad or tweet me at Dad Storytime and like me on Facebook. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.